0: What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 151, and we are matless today, but I have two very special guests here with me. Uh, we have the senior writer for townhall.com, Julio Rosas, who was on Tucker Carlson last night. Big shot. We're graced with his presence here today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and We also have Gabriella Hoffman, who is a writer for The Resurgent and the host of the District of Conservation podcast both of whom were there in Richmond yesterday on the ground for the tremendous, tremendous Second Amendment rally. So why don't you guys tell me uh, tell me about the day and tell me how it went and who you talked to and how everything was.
1: Sure. I got there, I think, around 8 o'clock, and I believe Julio beat me to it. He was probably right there very early, but it was almost impossible to find parking. But anyway, the general mood, I found it to be, not surprisingly, very peaceful, mm-hmm. very calm, calm. And I felt more assured seeing all the long guns out there and knew that they were not going to discharge. Nobody was going to be violent and obviously see the preemptive smearing by media debunked largely by what I saw. Mm -hmm. And I'm really glad it did turn out peaceful. We didn't want to have any confrontations or hijacking by neo-Nazis or white nationalist idiots. That would have been very bad if that were the case, but it was generally peaceful and I think it got people proactive to want to prevent this from happening again, gun control. And we'll talk more about all the backstory. But I think people are certainly awake about what the ramifications of gun control will be in the state if the proposals go into effect here in the General Assembly.
0: Yep. And what about you, Julio? Was it a, a bed of white nationalism out there like the media told us it was going to be? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. clearly. So many, so many white nationalists. Um, no, yeah, it just it was. Well, first off, it was cold. Uh, number yes. one, it was really cold. But out, like outside of that, yeah, I, I've covered a lot of protests uh, with where there's antifa and there's confrontation. Uh, you know, like I talked about before, out in Portland, and yeah, over there. I was not, did not feel safe at all, and I was had to keep my head on a swivel and had to make sure I, you know. Well, you didn't
0: want to get hit with a brick in the head, like Andy. No, I mean.
2: Well, well, right, right. Um, Whereas, whereas this, I was completely fine. Like I felt completely safe. Uh, There was, there was no tension in the air. There was nothing crazy that would all of a sudden people just start shooting. You know, guns just don't go off by themselves, and so there were tons of guns there and you know the joke is but it was kind of true that was probably the safest place to be in the state of virginia and arguably the country uh and so yeah
0: there was probably less murders in richmond yesterday than there is on a normal day yeah yes. or less robberies yeah or something <laughs> yeah.
2: like that because people people were packing heat and you know and as the saying goes stay strapped or get clapped yeah <laughs> sun Tzu, right yeah basically um
0: so also our good friend uh bearing arms editor cam edwards was out there yesterday and he actually spoke at the rally mm-hmm. but the, the bigger, I think, total contradiction here was from our uh, blackface governor. Ugh. So, he came out before this event was to happen yesterday and said, well, there's a very serious threat from white supremacists and white nationalists, and I'm declaring a state of emergency, and no firearms will be allowed on Capitol grounds, and blah, blah, blah. But it was a completely peaceful protest. There's no riots. There were no fights. I mean, the, the cops really didn't even need to be there. No. And— yeah. Nothing was looted or destroyed. There was no racism or white supremacy. I mean, I saw more pictures of, of minorities holding guns saying, this is our, our safeguard against government oppression right here. Yeah. And, you know, the media types are out there saying that this was just going to be, you know, a big old clan gathering, essentially. What they don't realize is that the real Klansman is the governor of our state here. And Antifa was nowhere to be found.
1: I didn't so, see any trace of them. Did you, Julio? Yeah,
2: no. no. Uh, and, and one thing to keep in mind, because I, I did read that Vice article, they, they mm-hmm. were not the type of Antifa, because, you know, Antifa is a really loose organization. They, they were not the traditional black bloc Antifa. They were kind of more like antifa light. Uh, and so, and actually, because a lot of Antifa groups came out against that saying, well, actually, that's not us, like, quote unquote. So it was, yeah, it's a weird dynamic. But yeah, there was, there was no counter-protest of any time. Because, of course, Antifa are cowards and they're not going to show up and try to attack anybody that has an AR-15. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And
1: hearkening back to the governor, I reported at The Resurgent, which it's really interesting that no one else really, very few people covered this. But the governor, ironically, voted for the law that's in place that prevents governors or those high atop state government from banning firearms in the event of a emergency declaration. Mm-hmm. He, Mark Herring... The current Speaker of the House, basically every Democrat and Republican, except for three in the state Senate, voted for this in 2012. It was signed into law by Bob McDonald. And if anything, it was the governor who was escalating tension and rhetoric, uh, not the gun owners present yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then they
0: tried to blame it on President Trump. Yep. Like, what? <laughs> the governor is the one that's out here saying that, oh, there's going to be violence. It's like Charlottesville Part 2. They were wish
1: casting uh, for that. They wanted violence. And, I, I believe that.
0: And it's important
2: to keep in mind because one of the... Reasons people were saying it's white nationalists is because they were saying, "Oh, look at all these people who were, were got arrested because they were gonna cause violence." Like, yeah, great, get them arrested because yep. then they're not gonna be there. Yeah, you mean the Canadian illegal immigrants? Yeah, Yeah. like the Canadian fugitive from law. Right. They're not sending their best, clearly.
1: (laughs) Put a wall around Canada and us. You got you got got
2: Prime Minister Black and Brown face, and then you got this guy, and like, geez.
0: (laughs) We need a northern wall to keep out all the Canadians. Put
2: uh, put uh, what's what's the Game of Thrones character's name?
1: I have no idea. I don't watch that show. Uh, I only watched like one episode.
0: (laughs) Especially keep out the Canadian geese. Those bastards. (laughs) Hate them. They're always shitting all over my car. But
1: they're nowhere to be found when you. Go hunting. That's the unfortunate.
0: (laughs) I had a bad childhood experience with the Canadian geese. So, whatever (laughs) you want to call it. I'm so sorry this is happening to you. Yes, (laughs) you should be. You should be. (laughs) All right. So, obviously, this rally renewed with a lot of signs yesterday. Yep. The blackface scandal or KKK hood. Yes. Nobody knows for sure. As Katie would say, Katie firmly believes that he is behind the KKK hood. However, no one can prove it. Although he said he was going to do a
1: forensics test, yes, which was inconclusive. Facial
0: investigation, yes. <laughs> so the signs that were out there yesterday. What were some of the best ones you saw? And what were some of the best things that people were saying about our blackface, or AKA the coon man, Governor Northam?
1: <laughs> I saw very interesting signs. I saw two in particular that stood out to me. One was. A lady had a sign, and I posted about this on Twitter, that uh, women's rights are gun rights. Mm-hmm. And then there was an interesting poster, which is kind of a perspective you don't really hear. But I think with we all have uh, gay friends who own guns. Mm-hmm. And I saw someone said, gun rights are gay rights, which was very interesting. It kind of shatters that whole media narrative yep. out there. And I saw that another sign that said, gun control is racist, mm-hmm. of course. And that is very true. And, and it was evidence that uh, all those who were not white, who were carrying long guns, were trying to represent and showcase that this wasn't just a conservative white rally. It was a rally that represented everyone mm-hmm. because the Second Amendment isn't just a conservative or Republican issue. It's an American issue.
0: Well, that's I think that's where uh, Northam really has that block in his mind that it is just conservatives that own guns, mm-hmm. but it's not, no? especially here in Virginia. Nope. There are tons of old-school Democrats that own mm-hmm. guns. And, you know, I mean, I wish... I wish that these people had been this invigorated back in November yep, they and, had to. you know for the election otherwise we wouldn't be in this situation but here we are we're fighting back against this and one of the most interesting things is Julio you you got the video I believe of the guy walking around with the flag. It's the Trump flag, yeah. And he, he what was sa- he saying? He
2: said, uh, I, I am Governor Northam and I'm in blackface today. And it was a, and it was it was a bla- black guy. It was a black dude. Yeah. And, and and one of the signs that, uh, one of the KKK signs with Northam's yearbook picture that I really liked was, uh, the man behind the sheet wants your guns because I saw that, that that's yeah. that's the history of gun control, right? That that's, that's where it's like one of the bases for it because they wanted to keep minorities de armed so they couldn't defend themselves mm-hmm. from lynch mobs and the KKK. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, and, you
0: know, they denied the per- carry permit to Martin Luther King Jr. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Speaking he, of MLK that's what
2: Day yesterday. About, yeah. 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 Right, exactly. The, this is, you know, it's really surprising that more minorities don't really realize that fact that, like, look, if Donald Trump is this You know, genocidal white supremacist, you know, dictator. Wouldn't you want some
0: guns to protect
1: yourselves with? He's almost Stalinesque, as the media tells us. Yeah, or Hitler. You know, (laughs) Hitler's a good one too. Well, so he,
0: you know, they say that they want only the government to have guns, but they're also the same people that hate the military and law enforcement. So it just doesn't make any sense. There, you know, pick pick one or pick the other. But, I, you know, everyone should own a gun. I firmly believe that, and I also think that. It was interesting to see, you know, one Asian woman had a sign that said, do I look like a white supremacist to you? <laughs> oh Yeah, I took that picture. Yeah, that yeah was you that. took that picture. Yep. That was a good one. And, you know, d- it was peaceful, completely oh, yes. peaceful, peaceful, no issues whatsoever. So, of course, the media tries to completely downplay that. And they act like nothing even happened because there was no violence, which was what they were hoping for. Yep. And then you have the governor last night. He comes out on Twitter and he says that due to his great leadership, of this Commonwealth, that nothing happened yesterday. And he said, quote, We're all thankful that today passed without incident. The team successfully de-escalated what could have been a volatile situation. I'll continue to listen to the voices of Virginians. That's a lie. And we'll do everything in my power to keep our Commonwealth safe, except no de-escalation. That was the end of the quote. Except no de-escalation was needed. There was no issues. Nothing was escalating, and there was no danger. And he completely lies in saying that he's going to listen to the Virginians.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And just putting up the barricades, I believe Julio can attest to this, too. They were very excessive. There was no need to put them out there because it made the whole ability to congregate on Capitol Square extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. And
0: well, they fenced off half yeah. the property.
1: Yeah. And, That's and they the tell people's us property. they don't like I, walls. I thought, yeah, I thought yeah. Democrats
0: were against building walls. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Build the wall. Or in this case, tear Against the wall down. down. Well, the one time, Look,
2: I can <laughs> say it. that wall kept me, kept this Mexican out. So, you know, <laughs> I guess it worked.
0: What was interesting was that there was less people in the actual like space yeah. than outside on the streets because they didn't want to disarm and put themselves into a murder pen. Right. You know, God forbid anything does happen. There's limited ways to escape. There was literally one exit. In. Yeah. yeah. It, it was.
2: It was. I. I did not like that from a tactical standpoint. Was that, just, that was
0: my first reaction. Was yeah. When they announced this plan for the fencing and the security checkpoints and stuff last week, I mean, tactically, that's a terrible idea. You're setting yourselves up to have people constrained into one space. Yep. You know, God forbid something does happen. You know, say, God forbid, a sniper or something like that. Like, it's, it, it's a bad call.
1: It was orchestrated by design, I think, to deter people from going there to peaceably assemble.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I absolutely. Yeah. That. Yeah, just make it harder.
1: And I was hearing from uh, participants that it was increasingly difficult to hear from some of the speakers because of just everything being sectioned off. Yeah. I think the microphone was not working or it wasn't amplified enough. And it was just really hard to hear speakers. And I don't think it was the organizers' fault. I just I think they were just limited because of just these barriers and other yeah, obstacles. Yeah, well,
0: it certainly wasn't uh, VCDL's fault. No, 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 not and at all. And it was more so the governor using the state powers to try to suppress a a First Amendment protest. Right. It's really what it was. And then last night, I'm sure you guys saw this, AOC is getting dumber by the second, which none of us thought was possible. But last night she comes out and says that she doesn't understand why there weren't more police present for a group of peaceful protesters that were armed versus the Black Lives Matter riots of, you know, Ferguson and New York. Because there were riots <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, like, and, and yeah and it was and she was doing some interview and like the interview didn't even question it like yeah oh no
2: you're yeah just say whatever you want it, it, because there were there were cops there don't get me wrong there were cops there yeah, but of course. but they're they're just chilling you know they're hanging yeah. out and and actually a, another a reporter that was there I believe her name's Lois Beckett mm-hmm
1: she was from she the would, Guardian.
2: Yeah, from the oh, the Guardian. Yeah, she she was she was like, this is shocking. There's no riot, please. It's like, yeah, because there's no riots. Yeah, there's no yeah. riots. Like, why? There was probably more. That's cops wasting taxpayer we, money. Right. That, yeah. If you're just uh,
0: having superfluous amount of cops. Yeah, there was probably more cops with the protesters protesting. I saw tons of pictures oh, there of were sheriffs, sheriffs yeah, from sheriffs. around the entire Commonwealth that were saying, one, we stand with you, and two, if these unconstitutional laws are passed, we will not enforce them. Uh, I know the Culpeper County Sheriff's done that. I forget what his name is. He's he was a great on guy. Shannon's
1: show yesterday. And he, yeah. I think he was the one who would deputy. He yeah, like, he's he a de- deputized <laughs> Because yeah.
2: there's nothing that prevents him. There's no limit cap to prevent yeah. him right. from. So, it's, yeah, you're well, all got to dep- move to Culpeper. I mean, <laughs> you're all deputies now.
0: <laughs> it's a little far from the city. That'd be a shitty commute, but could buy a nice piece of land out there. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to take anything Shea Guevara. She-Gavar, excuse me, says with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: She's the worst. I mean, uh, what well, really worries me is that we're one presidential term away from her running for president.
1: She Is it true that she's going to run against Chuck Schumer in the Democrat primary? I keep hearing this.
0: Possibly. Possibly. But that might be, that threat might be the only thing that saves her seat when it comes to redistricting. Right. Because they're trying to get rid of her, but Schumer might step in and be like, whoa. Whoa. You're screwing me if you screw her. So right, yeah. she's going to be in, and then someone else will get screwed. Maybe Hakeem Jeffries. Mr. Trump is the Grand Wizard of the KKK. Mm-hmm. But let's talk a little bit quickly about the laws that are being proposed here in Virginia. Because I know you've done a lot of research on this, and they're they're quite fascist. They are quite fascist. Best so fascistist. Yeah, it's too fascist to quote Rick and Morty. Got got to preface that. But but what do we got going on? So, obviously, we got assault, assault rifle ban. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Quote, unquote, assault rifle. Quote, yeah,
0: yeah, air quote, assault the rifle. The
1: one handgun a month bill.
0: Yes, which and does have an exemption for a concealed carry holder, I, I believe. So, so, that's... Uh, yeah, it's, this it's just, du- that's just dumb. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I <laughs> it's
1: mean, like, it's good for point? those of us who have that, but I, f- right. I worry for, like, those who want to be able to get their CHPs. Like, even though we have it, we, we sympathize with people who want to have it and, mm-hmm. and who will be affected by this bill. Of course. Yeah, And um, I think, what is it, the universal background check provision law?
0: Yeah, yeah, which they exempted uh, transfers, I believe, within immediate family or something like that. Yeah, I I mean, universal background checks, everyone's like, oh, got to close the gun show loophole. I can tell you that every gun show I've ever been to here in Virginia always is doing background checks. So, I don't know where this loophole they speak of it, is at.
2: It's it's conflating the private sales that
0: yep. occur right. at,
2: at gun shows, which mm-hmm. it can happen anywhere. Right. Uh, right. And, but, yeah, if you're buying we from an FFL... We could be in the parking lot
0: of an Applebee's. Right. <laughs>
2: like. You know, and if you're, if you're buying from an FFL dealer at a gun show, you're going to go through a background check because that's, that's, you that's you what's going to happen. you have to submit ha- yourself to that. Right. And so, it's... it's, it's It's just preying on these people who don't know anything about how gun laws work. Mm -hmm. And and it works all the time. Oh, absolutely. And
1: and two important things on UBC. Uh, For one, it disenfranchises people of color the most. People forget that because it creates added costs to people who want to be able to purchase Mm -hmm. firearms. And that disproportionately affects people in more lower income brackets. And second, if you guys remember the DOJ study that came out last year, early last year, that showed that there was a minimal crime rate of those who do it through private sales or through gun shows. I think they found that a disproportionate amount of crimes are committed, obviously, through people who get guns on the black market. So, Closing the so-called gun show loophole or putting in UBC would have no effect on crime. Whatsoever. Yeah, you go
0: down to Anacostia to buy a gun; they're not running background checks in the back of the uh, no. the back of the car that they're selling the guns out of. <laughs> oh, like, geez. come on, you know.
1: And I think- <laughs> well, it,
2: well, and I, I think I think it's also important because I saw I saw a tweet that went pretty viral because uh, they're saying, "Look at these radical gun laws that all these guys are protesting," and you know, universal background, check. but. They, they left out because, again, they probably didn't know anything. But the initial bill for the quote unquote assault weapons ban mm-hmm. did not have a provision for grandfathering in current AR 15s were out there, which means that people had to turn them in or, yes, else confiscation. Be, or else it'd be automatic felony. So, obviously, after an outcry, they got somewhat smart and they did throw in a grandfather provision at the last minute. But, but the fact that that was the starting
0: point mm-hmm. right off the bat tells you mm-hmm. where they want to go. Well, yeah. And then, you know, that's the starting point. And then they say, oh, well, you you need to register your guns with the Commonwealth. Uh, yeah, I don't Th- know. They're undocumented, sorry. Well, yeah, my undocumented firearms. <laughs> but, like, they want you to give them a list for further confiscation in right. the future. It's what not going to stop there.
1: It's incrementalist. It's incremental. I mean, this is
0: the kind of shit that they did in, in Soviet the Soviet Union. Yeah, where my
1: family came yes. from. My dad always tells me the first step to tyranny is always through gun confiscation. Yeah. My relatives saw it firsthand. I don't know. I can't confirm or deny whether or not they had firearms on hand, but a Mm -hmm. lot of their neighbors I have no doubt had them because they had farms and their farms were confiscated. Uh, But also people forget, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, not only is this an infringement on your rights, the excise tax is collected on guns and ammunition. Mm -hmm. If you're a conservationist, if you love the environment, that funding source is going to be wiped out because there's going to be fewer legal gun purchases happening and transpiring and you're not going to have habitat and restoration wildlife, or excuse me, wildlife and wetlands conservation h- possible because mm-hmm. a large share of that money comes from excess taxes from guns and ammo. So you're putting conservation <laughs> in a hostile position too. Yep. So it's, it's terrible on all accounts. People. Not people to mention that, that
0: Virginia, yeah. yeah, people don't understand that. And not to mention that Virginia just had its second largest firearm month of sales ever in December, mm-hmm. v- just behind the first month. It was uh, December 2012 was the first one, which was Sandy you Hook, Sandy Hook uh, Hope, yeah. Obama assault weapons, blah, blah, blah. Now we have this December of 2019 being the second highest, only five thousand firearms behind. I think it was seventy five thousand firearms were sold in Virginia. And
2: the Bujahideen getting ready,
0: man. Yeah. Oh <laughs> I love the boojahideen. <laughs> Those are my people. But the but I think January sets up for potentially even higher. Yes. Oh yeah. And you have gun shop owners who are saying their sales are up two, three hundred percent. They're getting in magazines and they're going out the door the same day. That's one of the other things they're targeting is their air quote high capacity magazines. Right. Anything over 10 rounds, including handguns, which is just absurd.
1: Yeah, I just received a 30-round magazine from my friends at Brownells, <laughs> mm-hmm. so hopefully well, that will be okay. Well, now you're going to be a felony,
0: so <laughs> you're going to be a felon now. <laughs> um, the NRA apparently was handing out 30-round magazines <laughs> yes. yesterday. Uh, uh, yeah. Magpool, yeah. That was yeah, hilarious. Magpul round, yeah. Yeah. What else do we got? We got uh, ammo and gun taxes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. more taxes on top
1: of what you already pay through access taxes included.
0: Yep, Uh, they're banning AR accessories such as Mm foregrips because it makes it look scary. Chainsaw bayonets? Yes, chainsaw bayonets are banned too. That's definitely happening. Also, the uh, Jabba the Jihadi attachment. That was a good one that you did. (laughs) Oh my gosh! You could put anything on the bottom of an AR. Apparently, yeah, anything. Um,
1: Was the the red flag law? They put a table, they tabled it.
0: It has been tabled, Tabled. and it's been passed over multiple times in the Senate.
1: Even this year, I think I saw it yesterday. It It came
0: out of committee with stripped language, Mm -hmm. then it went to the Senate, but it's been passed over multiple times. Yes. Nobody knows if it's going to be brought up or not, but if it is, that's
1: bad that's scary very scary one positive bill i'm seeing from uh the virginia shooting sports association that twitter account there that gentleman he said that they heard house bills to overturn the ban on weapons in churches and places of worship mm-hmm. i don't know if it's going to pass given the I it's not going to pass that, unfortunately yeah. but in if fact, we had a republican majority diff- it, it likely in would in fact but, i believe yeah.
0: they're trying to make it more strict yes on carrying in there in government buildings they're also giving local exemptions to they, firearm laws.
1: To, they, I think they overturned the preemption strict. law. Yep, yeah. the
0: preemption law, which has saved us many a times here in Northern Virginia. Yes. Um, what else are they doing? They're banning hollow points, mm-hmm. um, green tip ammunition. Basically everything that Obama ever said he wanted to do, they're now doing here in Virginia. It sounds Which al- is the ninth most firearm loaded state in the country. Yeah.
1: It almost sounds worse than what there is in my home state of California. <laughs> yeah. It sounds more extreme. Same for me, New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Illinois, it's too. Blue yeah. States, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Illinois.
0: We're, we're all from Blue Ter- states,
1: yeah. Yeah, terrible states.
0: And we came here for the freedom.
1: Absolutely. And yeah, now, that's why I
0: don't live in D.C. or Maryland. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I know. It's, it's bad. It's bad. And then th- this is just one part of the liberal legislative agenda that they're trying to impart in this state. Oh. I mean, you have minimum wage laws. A Virginia you have, Green
1: New Deal. Yeah,
0: the Green New Deal. You have anti-fracking movement. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just bad. It's bad. Totally bad. It's, oh man, I don't know what we're gonna do here in this state, but we gotta think, keep fighting.
1: I think people were empowered by yesterday's display, mm-hmm. and I hope it prompts people to vote. I have no idea what the state party is going to do because if they haven't learned already with the blackface scandal and all that, mm-hmm. it's now or never. Like, here's your opportunity, and, and not just for political gain. It's for shaping the trajectory political trajectory of virginia for the next decade yeah and if you squander that opportunity you're gonna all of our freedoms are going to be assaulted and removed Mm -hmm. that's it it really isn't an exaggeration they really are adamant about stripping us of our gun rights
2: yep as obama said don't boo vote
0: yeah i mean elections have consequences we're finding that out pretty firsthand here uh one of my buddies who was there in richmond yesterday said that uh, he was with a group of people who came in from out of state, from down south, from Florida, Louisiana, North Carolina, and Georgia. And they said, quote, if we don't come show support for you today, who's going to come help us when we inevitably need it? So I thought that was pretty cool. Crowd estimates out there, I've seen anything from as low as ten fifteen thousand 15,000 up to 40,000. Um, i have no idea it was it was packed yeah, yeah it a was se- absolutely apparently a senior virginia state police official said that they estimated around thirty five thousand. so, so they, i think that's pretty reasonable that. okay. i think i think that would be pretty yeah close. yeah and they didn't release that publicly of course that was like through back channels sure. anonymous source which sure. you know anonymous sources can be bullshit. but so yeah virginia total mess we're gonna keep fighting but thank you guys for going out there and covering absolutely. that yesterday it's a vital thing to To be seen. Yeah, my day off, Storm. Yeah. (laughs) Your day off? No, I'm just kidding. We don't have that. We didn't have that day off. (laughs) Yeah, I know. We we were all working. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about some other politics stuff we got going on, because obviously today is the start of the impeachment trial. Probably looking at about a week to two week trial. We don't really know the exact length as of yet. There's some curveballs to be thrown. We don't know whether there's going to be witnesses we're going to have to wait to see if these squishes such as Romney, Collins, and Murkowski uh, knife us in the back as usual. But they're as close to as zero of a chance as possible that President Trump gets convicted by the Senate and removed from office. So looks like we will have at least another year, if not another five years of President Trump as of yesterday. Uh, one year to the day yesterday, we'll be inaugurating the president, hopefully again for a second term. But this morning with uh, conservative radio host Hugh Hewitt, who is a member of the Salem radio family, uh, Senator Tom Cotton said, quote, I, for one, having reviewed the materials submitted over the weekend and knowing the weakness of the House Democrats case, don't really see the need for additional witnesses. Uh, Apparently Mitt Romney wants witnesses. That's a shock. Uh, You know, good old Mitt coming out of Utah. But he said that he doesn't think that that should be decided until after the cases are presented which seems to be a switch in his opinion. He's he's trying to play both. Yeah, Yeah. both. I mean, let's be real. Well, you know, he he knows that the polls that have been taken out there on him in Utah are not so shiny right now, and he's losing a lot of Republican support for the things that he's been doing. Obviously, Utah's a very Republican state. It's about as Republican as it gets. And they've
1: (laughs) come around on Trump, I think.
0: Yes, uh, since yep.
1: since the beginning, I I was in Utah. More so last for the winter. record, if not mm-hmm. you know, not yeah. for the
0: bluster sure. or the tweets or anything like sure. that.
1: Yeah, I would say they're almost uniformly in support of the president's agenda. I haven't seen much deviation, and Mike mm-hmm. Lee is pretty supportive of his agenda too. Mm-hmm. I would say so. Yeah, Romney is kind of a
0: and the outlier. And the organizing resolution that was released last night, which by the way, Democrats are saying was. Released in the middle of the night, it was sent at six o'clock in the evening yesterday. Well, that's basically it,
2: midnight to government workers.
0: That's true. That is true. That's like three <laughs> hours past their quitting time. <laughs> but the the I think the irony there is you remember the huge law that affected every single American that they passed in the middle of the night with only one party voting for it. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, good old Obamacare. Yep, the law is. that was going to fix our health care system forever. <laughs> what a joke. They they passed it in the middle of the night with no Republican votes. And but but if we send them something at six PM in the afternoon, it's too late for them to handle. They just can't figure that out. Yeah,
2: you know, the early bird special is at you know five thirty, so
0: yeah. <laughs> And the organizing resolution is basically the same that it was for the Clinton trial, which was passed one hundred to nothing or ninety-nine to nothing. So we should see the same vote today. Of course we won't because this is an entirely partisan impeachment that we're going through. But today Will be the day where it begins this afternoon. Probably, likely started by the time that this episode's posted. The case will be laid out for impeachment by the Democrat managers, who are the you know the the heavy hitters, the best of. You got Shifty Adam Schiff, uh, Jerry the Hut Nadler. You've got uh, who else? Oh, Hakeem <laughs> Jeffries, the one who called Trump the Grand Wizard of the KKK. Val Demings. Val yes. Demings. Yeah, yeah. I had to look up who that was.
2: Um, Former cop. Believe yeah. it or not. Yeah. yeah, she left her gun in a car and it got stolen when she was like sheriff. I remember oh. that. That's yeah. a story
0: that came up when I looked up her name. I was yep. like, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Yikes. We really entrust the best people to lead the Congress. It's it's pretty shocking. What I don't what I don't get is that if you're looking for credibility, right, you're looking for people to believe it's not a partisan witch hunt, why would you put Schiff and Nadler out in front? Because Orange Man bad. Yes. But I, I just think that's a strategic. It's impractical
1: wonder. from a PR standpoint. Right. I would not do that if I wanted to be effective in so-called impeaching the president. But mm-hmm. no, it it goes it feeds into the hands, their hands, and it really is just a partisan display. Yeah,
2: I mean they don't care. I mean they were handing out pens with, yeah. with the resolution. Yeah. I mean, smiling, I mean,
0: taking mm-hmm. pictures. Somber. So yeah, somber. so somber. Yeah, but we've uh, we've got our own team of all stars that are going to take on these people including Ken Starr, Alan Dershowitz, which really set the left off, by the way. Mm -hmm. Dershowitz, oh my God, they can't stand it. And he's not even a Republican. Far from it. Yeah. He's going out there to make the case that this is constitutionally wrong. And that's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, We've also got some GOP House members that are taking part in the president's legal defense team. Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio, John Ratcliffe of Texas, Mike Johnson of Louisiana, Mark Meadows of North Carolina, Debbie Lesko, Lee Zeldin, Elise Stefanik of New York, and Doug Collins of Georgia, who are all great American patriots and have played a key role in the impeachment thus far. Um, hopefully, they're going to be amazing out there, and we'll see what happens. Like I don't, I don't know what to expect from this, right? Because we don't, we don't have a historical landmark for at least people our age to understand we what happened. We were really
1: young when the first impeachment right. trial took place. so it's. When, when, when was
0: that? 90s. Late 90s. Eight? No, I yeah. was like seven. 97, I was 98. Oh, I was like two. It was after yeah. the election. so
1: yeah, I was yeah, just a you
0: boy. were like two. I was, was like four, I was like five or six. Were, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were all like pre, no, no. you know, pre middle school, uh, not really remembering anything. So it's mm-hmm. going to be interesting to see. I'm hoping there's some sparks that fly, um, or it could just be totally completely boring. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. At right. least covering it from a you know conservative journalism standpoint too. Right. It'll be interesting. to I see I think what
1: Mitch McConnell will execute it beautifully.
0: Cocaine Mitch. Yes. Oh, did you see that they try to call him
2: Midnight Mitch?
1: Midnight Mitch? Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, stop sense.
2: giving him cool nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like, no. Just Nuclear Mitch, <laughs> cocaine Mitch, and like, cheese.
1: I tweeted last week, I think it's really funny that Democrats n- are starting to understand Eastern European geography. Mm-hmm. They're calling Moscow Mitch and Kievan McCarthy. And I joke, <laughs> I said, like, what is it going to be next? Gdansk Gates? Yeah. St. Petersburg's I think that's
0: a good one. Yeah. I'm like, I liked St. Petersburg's Yes, yeah. that was a good one.
1: <laughs> it's like they have. Republicans historically have been the party, and they still are opposed to the Kremlin interests. And it's really funny because they all turned a blind eye to when Obama had that hot the mic reset. with Medvedev. Yeah. And they like a lot of Soviet policies. It's mm-hmm. it's out there. I, mean, I wouldn't say all of them, but a good chunk of them do. And they never discount Bernie severity. loves communism. Yeah. He took
0: his honeymoon in, in the, the Soviet, Soviet Union. Union. He hun- does that. Your honeymoon? No, no. Our honeymoon. honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a shared honeymoon. Yes. Hour. They, he loves communes. Like, he loves that style of living in, like, shitty-ass apartment blocks. Yeah, but not
2: for him. Him and his three houses. Yeah. True, yes. He, he gets, he gets my those. My parents
1: had to... I think my dad and his family, it was, like, six of them sharing an apartment. It was so great. Mm-hmm. They loved it. <laughs> not. <Yep.
0: laughs> I, I mean, it's... it. Uh, you know, Bernie, what he stands for is just terrible. Elizabeth Warren's pretty Bolshevik close. Bolshevik Bernie.
1: That should be That's his a nickname. good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bolshevik
0: Bernie. I mean, that, like, Stalin is also a good one for him, too, because he's basically the same. And you have Elizabeth Warren, who stands for basically the same thing. I was looking at a, a clip this morning of an interview that was uh, some billionaire was doing at Davos, and he was like, looks like President Trump's going to be reelected, and whew, good for us, because <laughs> God forbid someone like Warren or Sanders gets in. And I think that's going to be... You know, historically Democrats have gotten a ton of support from Wall Street. Yes. Yeah. They have a ton of money coming from Wall Street to keep the gravy train going. Now they're in firm opposition to Wall Street and the Republicans have kind of become the party of the booming economy, which we always are, mm-hmm. but for some reason they tend to support liberals. But now they're saying if it's someone like Bernie or Warren, they're not gonna they're gonna pull all support. Right. Which could be devastating for a Democrat campaign. Yeah.
1: Because Warren has placed a target on private equity. Mm-hmm. Big time. And wealth tax. Yeah, wealth tax. Like she, I think someone compared her and Bernie, the dynamic is, I think Bernie is Stalin and she's Trotsky. Mm-hmm. So I found that to be really compelling that someone would make the case there. But yeah, their economic policies, the both of them, I would say even extending to the so-called moderates and others, they all have similar proposals that are not really different. They just deliver things in a more moderate tone maybe yep. compared to the more outwardly AOC uh, type. Yeah, AOC type, Bernie types. But they all have the same agenda. They're just yeah. packaging it differently. I don't know why people well, the think whole, there's a contrast.
0: And the whole climate change thing is just a vehicle to ruin capitalism. Right. Like That's yeah. what they're using it for at this point. And I don't know. That worries me that the global economy could be pretty fragile if if people keep falling to these, oh, we've got to destroy our economy to potentially gain a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a, fraction of a tenth of a degree. I don't know. That just seems like bad There's policy. There's no
1: impact if you were to take their recommendations. It would have minimal effect mm-hmm. on reducing temperatures.
0: Also, all these billionaires flying their individual private jets. Hypocrites. You could at least private jet pool. Like, come on. You know, you're know you coming from Uber. the same country. yeah?
1: <laughs> Uber flyers. Well, you know,
0: they have Uber helicopter in New York City now, too. So, you know, they, they but they it's it's, you know, it's they just want to impart it on other people. They don't want to actually live. It. No, no. You know, it's no, why would it? It's it's like the peak of white liberal elite privilege, which I don't like to throw that around because you know the whole white privilege game can be a slippery slope. But for that, champagne it says the yeah. white privileged male. Yeah, we should
1: call it champagne socialism. I think that's more appropriate. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I, I didn't social. coin that. I just heard that from someone. Yeah, else. Yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. that, you
0: know the the reemergence of uh, limousine liberalism. Yes, there we go. Yeah. yeah, the alliteration. Yep. But real quick before we move on from impeachment to the the rest of the show. Chuck Schumer, Senator Chuck Schumer, crying Chuck, wrote a letter (laughs) back in 1999, and I thought that it was very interesting, some of the quotes that stand out in this letter. Quote, it has shaken me that we stand at the brink of removing a president, not because of a popular groundswell to remove him and not because of the magnitude of the wrongs he's committed, but because conditions in the late 20th century America has made it possible for a small group of people who hate Bill Clinton and hate his policies to very cleverly and very doggedly exploit the institutions of freedom that we hold dear and almost succeed in undoing him. Well, if that just doesn't sum up the whole thing. (laughs) Like, that's exactly what they're trying to do to President Trump. He said, quote, What is so profoundly disturbing is not that this small group of Clinton haters hatched this plan. It's that this group or any group equally dogmatic and cunning came so close to succeeding. I mean, you could literally just take out Clinton, Put in Trump, Trump and this yeah. is exactly what is happening. He said, quote, Bill Clinton is an extraordinary but flawed individual, but so are many other revered leaders, including other presidents, and when we knew about their flaws or suspected as much, we didn't make that a cause. Celebrate. Celebrate. What a weird way to phrase that back in the it 90s. has an accent. Yeah, that, that's what evening. I was about to say. Celebrate? Not because we condoned whatever character flaw they might possess, but because we realized that none of us are superhuman. Put yourself, any of us, in Bill Clinton's position, where your enemy put you in front of a civil court of law in what seems to be a bogus, politically motivated case that should have never seen the light of day.
2: I mean, who who hasn't banged the intern while you were married? I mean, oh yeah, happens pretty the,
0: much. Happens to the best of us. Well, you know, it
1: well, was it, interesting. It's a common occurrence in this town. I have yes. never partaken in that because <laughs> my faith my faith and my background uh preclude me from doing that but you always <laughs> hear stories of people engaged in these liaisons it's true it happens this both a, parties this yes. is a
2: very
0: incestuous city yeah yes quite some big names too not going to say them cuz you know lawsuits but <laughs> quite a few big names yes. especially <laughs> over at our hated news network oh shit we are we going like- to get epstein though <laughs> we're, we're all going to get epstein <laughs> <No. laughs> Just just so everybody knows, we don't have anything on Hillary Clinton, so we're, oh, we're in yeah. the clear there. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Um, but uh, real quickly, more on the Economic Forum. Trump gave his speech this morning at, at Davos, which is, you know, the billionaire's, like, spring break, essentially, even mm-hmm. though it's in the middle of the mountains I would in totally hang out at Davos. That would be awesome. That actually it's, would be cool to report cool on. Play. Yeah, I mean— yeah, you wait, yeah, next year, your guys are sending me a dollar. Okay, let's, that, that's a little expensive. <laughs> <laughs> did you see Larry Cudwell this morning wearing his bean boots in the in the uh, middle is, of his suit. Yeah, in, in yeah. his suit. Yeah, In his suit. He was the only one in the picture everyone else had dress shoes on. Oh, he was wearing boots.
2: Steve Mnuchin last year, I remember, he was also wearing like, yeah, big... Yeah, it's snowy. But it's snowy. It's you
1: got to keep mountains. your feet warm. Yeah, yeah. it's in the
0: mountain. I mean, listen, Larry Cudwell has had a heart attack. He used to have like a $20,000 a month cocaine habit oh. and is overseeing... <laughs> The greatest American economy in a generation, potentially, ever. He can have L.L. Bean boots yeah. as a treat. I don't think he gives a shit what people think about uh. his boots. Like, <laughs> you know, there was liberal reporters trying to dunk on him, like, oh, he came prepared. Like, yeah, he did come prepared because he's in the fucking uh, the Alps in the middle of winter. So he's clearly more prepared than you would have been. But Trump gave his speech this morning, and he said that, quote, Today I'm proud to declare the United States is in the midst of an economic boom, the likes of which the world has never seen before. We've regained our stride, rediscovered our spirit, and reawakened the powerful machinery of the American enterprise. America. So American. I mean, and that's another thing, like why President Trump, I think, can gain some support from people that traditionally wouldn't be so in favor of him, right? Is because he's such a cheerleader for America. Yep. You know, he'll just randomly tweet at any given hour of the day in no, all caps, <laughs> USA, USA. I'm like, you know, nobody's done that in the past. And, Who knows, maybe he was just on the toilet at the time, but that's my number one theory (laughs) is that his prime tweeting time is every morning when he's taking care of some business. Gosh,
1: I think he tweets like in the wee early hours and then the late night hours, right? I think his social media manager does Yeah, boomer
0: hours. Yeah, I mean, the guy doesn't sleep either. I don't understand it, but old people tend not to sleep. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, every like old person I've ever known is like they go to bed at like one in the morning and then wake up at five. Oh, like how do you function on that? Yeah, I don't it's know. It's not
1: healthy. But no, speaking to the economy, I mean, my the how I make a living in <laughs> here in the DC area, I consult in media and then I also masquerade as a freelance journalist. Mm-hmm. And if Trump had not won, I largely believe my business would not have been able to take off. I wouldn't be able to consult. I wouldn't be making more income than I did in any time I was employed by other companies than I am now. And yeah. while I was never Trump in 2016, I think he has certainly Forced me to come around because he has proven me wrong on many occasions, and I plan to vote for him. Mm-hmm. And I think his economy is really good, and especially for those who partake in the gig economy. And I think a topic you guys should discuss is that whole crazy uh, California five. bill, hey. and there's also a federal bill like that too. But as a freelancer, I think so many people will see that the economy is working in their favor as long as they can pull themselves up by their bootstraps mm-hmm. if they don't expect handouts if they work hard. And really persevere. And they can in America. You can still persevere in America. My parents came here virtually penniless from the Soviet Union. And they've done pretty well for themselves. Mm -hmm. And they've given myself and my sister a really good life here. And I think every other person who's come here can also say the same. Or if they're uh, first generation, too, they can also speak to that as well. But the economy is doing really well. And anyone wishing for it to tank leading up to the election is really sinister.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what the Democrats are doing. And AB5, what you mentioned, is very bad. It's basically essentially making freelancing somewhat illegal in California. And it's a big problem. We've we've faced that problem with quite a few of our writers who are based out of California. And it essentially limits the amount of work product that you're allowed to do before having to be considered an employee, which most freelancers do not want.
1: No. They want the ability to
0: work for many different people at a given time. That's why they're freelancers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, you know, they say, well, the companies are getting off by not having to provide health care and this and that and blah, blah, blah. I'm like. Why should they? Right.
1: Unless they want to. The government shouldn't force them to provide health care.
0: Exactly. And if these freelancers wanted a full-time job, they probably would have gone for a full-time job. They want the ability to work on different projects and. And do their skill or their trade craft for many different mm-hmm. clients. So that's it's a, a
1: five trillion dollar economy, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, a trillion dollar economy that contributes five percent of the GDP. Yeah, it's a large portion of the economy. And I don't know if Trump is going to reform self-employment tax. I hope he does because doing so will make it easier for people to become self-employed and to make more income. Uh, but I would say from a freelancer standpoint, and I bet even from a non-freelancer standpoint, people seem to be doing much better.
0: Yeah. Trump said this morning he vowed that, quote, radical socialists would never ruin the U.S. economy and spoke of his confidence in America's future. He also declared that, quote, the American dream is back, bigger, better, and stronger than ever before. (laughs) And then he also went on to blast the climate alarmists and their green communist agenda, which I love, (laughs) saying, quote, these alarmists always demand the same thing, absolute power to dominate, transform, and control every aspect of our lives. Noting that they're, quote, the heirs of yesterday's foolish fortune tellers. Ooh, That's I an like interesting that. one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you, you see, you saw that out in a National Park, in Glacier National Park, they had to change the signs. Right. They say the glacier will be gone by 2020. Now they got to change the signs. Taxpayer funding is going to pay to change the signs that say if we don't do something soon, the glaciers will be gone soon. Like, remember, the whole East Coast was supposed to be underwater. Right. Like. I mean, in New Jersey, so there they have a barrier island called Long Beach Island. Not sure if you guys are familiar with it. I have been there. No, I, I think. actively stay away from New Jersey. Oh. That's fair. I mean, who doesn't at this point? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, my parents are gearing up to get the hell out of there as soon as possible. And but Long Beach Island was supposed to be underwater by 2020. What do you know? It's the only time it's been underwater for real was during Hurricane Sandy, which is a freaking hurricane. Like, these things happen. And then they try to make the case that there's more and more hurricanes. That's just no. not true no. either.
1: You, everyone but, should follow Ryan Maui, who oh, is yeah. a yes. great meteorologist. Yes. He's very sound on the issues, Like comes about it from a scientific standpoint. He has always reiterated that hurricanes are supernatural forces yep. that have no, no impact by humans whatsoever. Which yeah. I also
2: think is funny because they always say... Because you know you have conservatives say, oh, how can it be you know global warming when it's so cold on this day? And they say, well, that's just weather. But then they use weather patterns right. yeah. to, as an as an as an attempt to be ah, so it's like mm-hmm. you can't have it both ways. Yeah.
0: Well, the the other thing is that they use all this temperature data to say, look, the global temperature's rising. Well, a lot of these data points that they're using are from places like around here in D.C., which at Reagan National Airport, the the temperature. Reading station, the weather station, is gonna invariably be affected by the the climate of the local area, right? So around here, temperatures have been going up by you know tens of degrees, tens of degrees. Look at the development that's happening around here. Look at just in Fairfax County, how much less acres of trees there are than there were just ten years ago. Mm -hmm. So you can't just disregard that as contributing to local temperature being slightly higher because when you have more blacktop more buildings less woodlands the temperature is going to be higher and they just disregard that completely and that kills me every single time because that can account for a good portion of the temperature increase that we're seeing now in areas where there's not development happening then it's more believable to me but when you try to conflate those two together which we saw the temperature data scandal just not too long ago during the obama administration Mm -hmm. where they were Forcibly manipulating data to reach a predetermined hypothesis on global warming. Yeah, must so, be nice. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you know, you, these people, they make all these predictions. They can't even tell us what the temperature is going to be at the end of the week, let alone what the temperature is going to be to the tenth of a degree ten years from now. Right. So that's what kills me. And I follow the weather very closely. Ryan actually was one of the people I followed for years and years and years. He eventually followed me back. It was yes. one of my favorite things that, like, ever happened. He's at Ryan Maui, M A U E. On Twitter, and he's a great follow. He does not only for current weather forecasts, but also for climate information mm-hmm. and analysis. He's great at that. Real quick smorgasbord here, two topics. New York Times roasted for a decision to endorse two candidates. They did this big reveal on TV, you yeah, know, gotta have the big show, and... By the way, they're always the first ones to complain that Trump made politics into a reality show, <laughs> but they've been contributing to that for years. Oh yeah, you know, just by the sign of doing this, they have this big show that they're going to endorse somebody, which we all knew it was going to be a Democrat, because I mean, it's, you know, they haven't endorsed a Republican in I think 50 years, but they endorsed two people, Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas herself, and Amy Klobuchar, who has no chance. Well, I, th- I think
2: they threw her in at the last minute because at the end, she probably threatened to throw binders at them if she didn't endorse her. <laughs> That's so. true.
0: Or force them to dry shave her legs in the back of a car. Yeah. Oh, my god! Which is a true story, yeah. by yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah. Factual. That, that, is a, that is a story, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, it's like it's like picking the same two teams to win the Super Bowl. Like, who's going to win? The Chiefs or the 49ers? Oh, I don't know. Let's just pick both. Cocaine on los dos. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, They are hedging their bet here by trying not to look like they're all in for Elizabeth Warren, even though we know they're all in for Elizabeth Warren.
1: But also it makes a endorsement or the merits behind an endorsement kind of irrelevant. Like endorsements used to mean things. And now you have them endorsing two people. They might as well endorse three people. Mm -hmm. Twelve, ten. More interesting that
2: they didn't endorse. No, no, no. Our endorsement.
0: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) The Communist New York Times. Um, I mean,
1: they did have their Red Century column after all. And they had Walter Durant. Yeah, that's Durante. true.
0: It's true. I mean, I, I don't know. I think the bigger story here that they did endorse, too. But the bigger story is that they didn't endorse Biden. No. Who is the former vice president and should be the heir apparent to the Democrat nomination. Well, yeah. That's true. But they passed him over. He probably went to the then, Washington Post by accident. Right, <laughs> I'm here for the endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they told me I was going to be endorsed. Where's it at? He he I mean look fat didn't his (laughs) clip for the
1: for that show that they had uh, for the New York Times uh, program on FX didn't that get more traction than the endorsement itself if I'm understanding it correctly the clip of him like Mm -hmm. taking the selfie with the lady in the elevator. Yeah oh yeah Yeah.
0: that was viewed like six million times and the other thing was viewed like two million times and I don't know I think that that whole race is very interesting like what where do you think we're going
2: on that side of things. Candidates. (laughs) I mean, you're, you're right. Like it should be Biden, but Biden is, I mean, he's just getting slacked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just from, from both left and right. And, and it really shows because I remember, I I remember when looking on Twitter and everyone was loving over Biden, the Biden memes between him and Obama. Like, oh, this is going to be, and then now he comes like, all right guys, where's all the love? You know, I'm running now. And now like a lot of them hate him. Yep. And, and it shows that just how far left of that party is moving. Right. Um, because he's not, you know, at all on board with, you know, AOC and, and Bernie and, and those types of policies. Uh, maybe, maybe. Well, you his...
0: remember she said that he shouldn't even be in the same party as me. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> right. She she views him as being center right, which is we're laughable. Lo- which is
0: like, we're looking at each other. we like, where? <laughs> well, compared to his, well, he has newfound positions now because he has to go more left to fit with today's Democrat Party. But, his former positions actually were, compared to what it is today on the left, fairly conservative. Right. As as is honestly Barack Obama compared to what this party has become over the last few years. Right. I mean, first term Obama wasn't even for gay marriage. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you know things have changed a lot, and the left always likes to say, "Oh, the right got crazy." Well, the right kind of just stayed where they were. And we now, just have a guy who tweets a lot now. Yeah. <laughs> we have a you know a more populist aggressive populist who actually
1: implements conservative policy items. Unlike some other ones in recent memory.
0: I mean, the argument is that he's the best conservative president that we've had since Reagan. And I I don't know how you could disagree with it at this point. Like, yeah, maybe he does some things that don't necessarily jive with the former, you know, completely free market pro immigration standpoint of the establishment Republican party, But but they
1: weren't even for free markets either. No, I know it was was crony capitalism.
0: Yeah. Yeah, So that's the thing is people are just upset because he's coming in and upsetting the gravy train for everybody around here, especially.
1: Right. But this was bound to happen. Did they really think the establishment status quo was going to stay in place? Some other politician, if it wasn't him, would have come and disrupted Mm -hmm. politics because creative disruption, or even if it's seen as chaotic, largely comes to different industries. We see it in technology. We see it in other industries. Mm -hmm. Politics needed some shaking up. Yeah. Similar disruption, yeah.
0: I agree. Always shake it up. I'm, I'm a, I am ai used to be a very establishment Republican guy. Now I'm much more the Trump burn it all the fuck down kind of guy. Because <laughs> what's been happening in this town, especially for the last however long it's been around, honestly, you know, you can't even really put an end time on it because it's been forever, is so corrupt and is not in the best interest of the American people. So... Mm-hmm. I think finally it's about time that we, you know, stood up and took the power back. And I love when he says that they're just upset that I'm president, and they're not. <laughs> so, real quick, predictions on the Iowa caucus and who ends up being the nominee. Oh gosh, put you know on if the I spot. I can
1: read into that. Um... Where
0: we are right now, obviously, this changes. My opinion has changed about twelve times so far. Yeah, I mean, so I'm just th- curious where you think we're at right now. It's
2: my understanding, and I could be wrong because I've been so focused with it, um, protesting. Uh, but is, hasn't Buttigieg actually done pretty well in Iowa? So Buttigieg yeah.
0: is pulling well in Iowa. They're all very, very close. They're yeah. all within like the fifteen to twenty-five percent range. The yeah. top four. Mm-hmm. So someone's gonna take it at the end I, of the I, day. I, because
2: but- that, that's the thing, right? Because I think Buttigieg is is good, but then he does he doesn't have the the. He doesn't have minority support, correct? Which is good, which, which will kill him later on, like mm-hmm. in South Carolina and mm-hmm. in other places. But in places like Iowa, and New Hampshire, where you know it's all lo- whites. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> right? You know the, the 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 ground matches the people uh-huh. um, <laughs> for the most part. But yeah, so I think I think he'll if because yeah he'll do well in those early states. But then as we get as yeah, more diverse later on, I think I think he he won't have that. So mm-hmm. in terms of like Iowa, I think I'm gonna put him. Mm-hmm. Buddha is, is winning. I could be completely wrong. Um,
0: no, it's, I think that's a fair shot. I mean, Ted I'm Cruz won either. Iowa last time. Yeah, yeah, so.
2: Yeah, so it's.
0: I did I, Bernie win Iowa? Or did Hillary win Iowa? I
1: think. Oh crap! I don't know. I think maybe I forgot. I was, won?
0: That was yeah. A, yeah. It was a long time. It was ago. a long time ago. <laughs>
1: I think it was yeah. Bernie. I don't recall if she I don't think she won Iowa. I think Bernie won Iowa.
0: So you think Buttigieg, they say edge edge. Yeah, but, but edge edge, yeah. But he doesn't win the nomination. Yeah, because like okay. I said, he's he because he, he, if you're running it as a Democrat,
2: you have to have the minority support and he and because yeah, surprise, surprise, a lot of African Americans, especially the older ones, they're don't not, like him, yeah. They don't like him for a variety of reasons. Um variety of reasons. Variety of reasons. <laughs> Um, okay, but so it,
1: Clinton won the Iowa caucus, but by, by only less than like 03 percent. Yeah, I remember it was so it was very close. neck and neck.
2: Hmm. So, I, I, so, it, you, yeah.
0: th- so you then give even chance to the field. For yeah, the l- l- later so on, um, Biden, burning Warren. Oh yeah, for, oh yeah, yeah. For, yeah for I don't sure. think Buttigieg has it in him for a national race. I think no. there's are certain areas Mm-mm. where he could succeed. I Think he may end up being VP. Uh, but uh, is can can, can, candidate
1: of Christians and saying that Christianity is not like Republican? Yeah, it's bad. Like right, his right, and that's where shaming is horrible. Right, that will and that's turn off where so many people. That yeah. that's
2: one of the minority.
0: Like again, African American vote yeah. is not yeah. down with that. Yeah. yeah. Nor Hispanic. Nor Hispanics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think, Gabby?
1: I think uh, I agree with Julio, but I also think maybe Bernie could surprise because yes. he was so close last time. Mm-hmm. Now that we've confirmed that he was almost uh, victorious in that instant, I think him or Buttigieg. I don't know. I think mm-hmm. it's like an open field beyond that. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure. I really don't have. Could we have a, we have a contested
2: convention? <laughs> I think there could I th- be. Yeah. I. I mean, if we were this close, if, if the Republicans were close to a contested convention in 2016, I mm-hmm. think. I mean, even, it's going to be close. I, for it's going to. It's going to be very close. And I.
0: Also, they have no super delegates. That's right. Yeah. They oh, got rid. Oh, that's right. They you got rid of the super delegates rid- because of, of Bernie. That, because of the whole Bernie thing. Yeah. And we have Bernie and Pocahontas being pulled off the trail. Of tears? No, don't. No, no, no. <laughs> the trail for oh, the I Senate saw that trial. coming. I yeah, just, yeah. No. Set that up for a while. <laughs> just,
1: oh my gosh! Did you see Vespa's tweets last night? Oh my gosh!
0: Oh no! Was he getting drunk in Vegas and tweeting? I don't
1: know.
2: I think no. Like I said, I think he's walking barefoot in the desert and the <laughs> coyote oh,
0: oh man, it's gonna be a fun year. It's gonna be a very fun year. I think. I don't know. I'd give even odds to probably the whole field at this point for not, not including Klobuchar because I don't think she's no not, no. no, not Klobuchar. Um, it's
1: going to be milk toast white old septuagenarian. Yeah. Woman or male.
0: A lot of whites. That's one of the criticisms on their side right there now. There are more minorities at the Virginia gun rally than there are in the <laughs> <Yes>. Democratic <laughs> oh, yes. party. There were. And there were more minorities in the final contenders of the Republican race yep, in 2016. Yeah. Ted than Cruz was the last guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, we got Ted. you got Marco. I mean, you had Ben Carson running. You know, you had all kinds of minorities. And yeah, but they don't count. That's true. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're Republicans. Fake. They're Republicans. Yeah, that's fake. Yeah. Okay. Last but not least, there is a dangerous virus developing in Asia. I don't know if you guys have read. Oh, anything Oh, thank goodness! About
2: this. It's going to end this all by the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by the time the election rolls around. Yeah. Um. So, you know, the information's coming out of China, which we all know is very, very strict on information control, and. Officials have confirmed more than 300 cases in China. However, the uh, World Health Organization estimates that it could be in the thousands by this point because they don't like to report this kind of stuff. And the same thing happened with SARS, which this new coronavirus is in the same vein as the SARS virus from years ago. Uh, Six people have died so far. So it's got definitely a mortality rate. It's in the major central city of Wuhan. (laughs) It sounds like Wu-Tang. A major transportation hub. And they are now coming up on the high travel season for the Chinese New Year. So, where everybody's traveling all around the country. So, they're very concerned about a major outbreak. It's also popped up in some other Asian countries from traveling from China. At first, they thought it would only go animals to humans. However, now it's human to human. And, mm-hmm. uh, yes, yeah, so we could be on the precipice of a major global outbreak. They're now checking at U.S. airports Using thermal cameras for wow. fevers of people entering the country from Asia. How f- quickly do you think? Uh, this is the question I wanted to pose for you. It's very hypothetical. How quickly do you think civilization would collapse if some sort of major virus ravaged us? You know, like the movies make it out to be. Sure. Right.
2: Um, you know, I I think. It, I mean, depending on how severe it is, but you know, I think it would be okay for. I mean, a week at most. Like if we're talking yeah. like if we're talking like major. Mm-hmm. then yeah probably like three days yeah because like like, 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 what, what's what's the what's the what's the average like grocery store stock like like two days or tops. like two, yeah. yeah right so but as heck, soon as as soon as the grocery stores go, then that's when people start to Heck,
1: for one inch of snow that's when yeah. they empty up the grocery stores in this right area, Yeah. yeah in here, but, yeah
0: in this area yeah when they're wimps mm-hmm. till winter and that's when you pick up your gun <laughs> And you go in there and you loot the shit out oh of that store. <laughs> Don't
1: encourage that. <laughs> Not encouraging it. But if that
0: happens, I could tell you. Stay strapped or get clapped. Yeah, exactly. Stay strapped or get clapped. Keep those sick people away. Get yourself some masks. You always got to have a go bag. Yeah. I've turned into such a prepper over the last <sighs> year. No, you never know. Yeah, good for you. True. You never know. Keep cash on hand. Mm-hmm. The first thing to go would be the entire financial system. ATMs would run out of cash. What if the credit card processing companies go down? Like you know you got to be prepared for these things just right. saying
1: but if they're saying it originates from a seafood market maybe that would be a compelling thing to boost our domestic availability of seafood like why are we importing
0: yeah we shouldn't be bringing elsewhere. in Asian we should we should, be
1: easy, we, <laughs> we should be eating alaskan seafood or new england seafood more so i know it's expensive but i think people will be willing to pay more and support jobs mm-hmm. and not get sick from consuming that type of seafood so maybe if this is a very serious coronavirus that could potentially come to the United States perhaps to take necessary precautions we limit what we're importing from abroad and kind of boost our domestic seafood market
2: hmm I thought the coronavirus was the nickname for the hangover you get for drinking oh, no. such ter- stop, terrible stop. beer
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's true I can I say mean, that as a Mexican' that's Quor- true. This oh, no. I enjoy terrible. Corona from time to time Corona's corona not bad. yeah I'm not a big beer guy so yeah, I know you're 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 a wine liquor. guy Ooh. well no, wine and liquor. Yeah, wine and liquor liquor yeah bourbon damn Italian Unless I'm really drinking heavy, then I stick with clear liquor. Less uh-huh. hang- oh, less gosh. hangover. Yeah, a little vodka, you know.
1: You have to try Devil's Backbone Brewery. It's really good.
0: Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've heard of that. I like the Russian vodka. Stoli. Uh, yeah, not good. Lithuanian Communist.
1: beer is much better. Yeah. Sh- Sh- if you guys ever want, like, really good European beer, I know where to get you some.
0: All right. From. All right. It's really we'll, good. We'll try that. Yeah. We'll try that. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining me today, guys. Really appreciate it. Of course, Julio and Gabriela. You're welcome. Of course, stay strapped or get clapped, as <laughs> Julio and Sun Tzu both said. Of course, follow us on Twitter at TriggeredTHM. What are your guys' Twitter handles?
1: Gabby underscore Hoffman.
0: And Julio underscore Rosas11. 11. 11. 11, yeah. Yeah, too bad you can't have that other one.
1: You couldn't get your handle?
2: I can't. Oh, there, no, because the, there's there's a dormant account that has there's it. There's like oh. a
0: Mexican politician who has it. No,
2: no, 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 no. That's, or South American? No, it's Peruvian. Peruvian. Oh. Peruvian, but he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it either. Because, like I said... Oh, the, it's just dormant. Okay. At, yeah, the at Julio Rosas is dormant. And so I'm, I'm, Hold on,
1: but there's a new Twitter policy that said anyone with an yeah, inactive he's account... I'm waiting. Yeah, he's waiting, for, wait, waiting for that. a petition to he's, get that. Yeah, he's, I'm like, like,
0: like waiting to put in that <laughs> petition. <laughs> yeah, I'm, wait, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> All, All right, guys, I. thanks for listening. Of course, TriggeredPodcast.com. Or if you want the uncensored version of Triggered, go to townhall.com slash subscribe. Buy one of the VIP packages with the promo code Triggered, and then you will get the uncensored version of Triggered course you can email us if you can't figure out where to find that in the vip section triggered at townhall.com we'll see you guys on thursday for another episode of triggered matt will be back from shot show in vegas i'm sure he'll have some interesting things to say and we'll be closely following the impeachment trial that is occurring up on capitol hill it's going to be a hell of a week (laughs) yeah man I know. So anxious. We got to get out of here. We'll catch you guys on Thursday. Thanks a lot for tuning in.